Testing one two one two. Welcome to Rocktober ninety four nine Zeta. We've got Puddle of Mud, Pod, Disturbed, and Silverchair coming up. So stay in the mix. Ninety four nine Zeta. Can we talk about Ego for a minute? Oh no, no! You, you introduced this to me earlier. <laughs> no. And- <laughs> I'm no, no, no. Let's look. He he brought it up, <laughs> like, so let's discuss it. In my opinion, butter syrup it it covers the bland, otherwise cardboard taste. It can cook in four minutes. These poor these poor people. They just want to entertain people, and then they have to act like fucking infants so that these like teenagers can beat off properly. I fucking hate it. Are are you implying that people are beating off to their Ego brand waffles? Because it sounds like that. And I'm not sure this is something that's universal. <laughs> so Eggyo is this weird... Is delicious. K-pop. It's buttery. Like, I can't say it's just K-pop, because I don't see how it's any different than, like, the Japanese idol thing of, like, it, if it turns out, like, one of these girls, like, actually, like, has a boyfriend or had a period, or had her period once that she's just, like, fucking dead to them. Yeah, well, that's literally what just happened with Hyena. But uh, she was sleeping with one of her dancers. And that sleeping is like a really glib way of saying it. But like has been dating for two years and her label let her go because they argued that she had broken trust with them and that was irreparable. And Kim Hyuna is like extremely popular and good. And even she got wrecked. So, Damn. you know, boy, up until this point, I was a hardcore capitalist. But when Kim Hyuna uh, got dropped from JYP, I, I began to think, you know what? Something has to be done. For anybody wondering, Eggyo is this K-pop don't, ex- thing. don't explain we, things to no. an ethereal other that none of us We've can recognize or everyone see or relate to. At least spell it for all these the, poor people. All the Trotskyists. No, no. Frankly, if you're listening to this, I don't like you because <laughs> if you're listening to this, you've offended me because there's so many different avenues you could have gone down and somehow your choice led you here. So I can already tell you, poor, poor analytical thinking, no motivation. <laughs> Not really. Just aim. Just just listening to whatever someone tells you to. Just driftless. <laughs> so let me just say, join the DSA. That's all. That's all. That's my last comment on this. <laughs> join the DSA. Support Kim Hyuna. Uh, twice his fandom is called once, and Chuck Schumer can get it. And let's begin. Awesome. Wait, I want to relay one more thing because you would appreciate this, Rob. I. Got it. Started playing Red Dead Redemption 2. I don't appreciate that because that was made with the labor of basically slaves, tech slaves. Which Absolutely, which we're going to talk about more in the future. But I was playing a mission, and it, it was the first time in a video game where I actually got a little nauseous um, just from the emotional interaction with one of the characters. I didn't hear what you just said. Yeah, cut out for a second. Clipped. Yeah, no. no one heard what you said. No one heard it. So let's let's take it over. Ready? Three. So what do you think <laughs> of the horse testicles? And... Like the shrink in the cold and the in the heat. Like I heard about that. Like people were just working like hundred hour weeks to get that right. It, it's it's magnificent. I I actually didn't even notice for the longest time. If you are listening to this right now at any point in your life, just just text me at six four six. <laughs> 
Eight I keep giving out your number. One six six nine, and I'll personally apologize to you <laughs> in text. I won't call you, but I will text you an apology. Real low you effort post. Listen to this because my God, I thought when we started with the Hyuna thing that that was bad, but now we're talking about horse testicles. So just check back in in five minutes. We're talking about how Hugo Boss had some good designs with the Nazis because it's just a rapid descent. Not what I was trying to talk about. Anyway, there is a mission where you're supposed to collect money for a loan shark. And the first two aren't really that bad. Somebody runs, you catch them, they give you the money. The other person, they try to start a fight with you, you get the money. But the third one is this little Polish man in an adorable house. And you show up to his house and there's a... Is he identical? Are you assuming he's Polish or does he say like, I'm Polish? No, he says I'm Polish. that okay that checks out polish people love doing that <laughs> the quest is literally like go talk to the polish guy so you show up and he, he says like oh, i only speak polish and there's a little translation issue and then he realizes that you're from the debt collector and you're there to get money and he doesn't a have a polish any. guy in debt Phew, my suspension of disbelief is really being pushed to the limit and so you're forced to beat him because that's what the mission is and then you come to an understanding that you're going to wander around shuffling through his house and steal whatever you can in order to make up for the debt. And at one point, as you're sifting through various cabinets and drawers and picking up like antique earrings, you just hear this little Polish man in the background moaning to himself, no, no, no. <laughs> I just had a moment of like, oh, this is this is really dark. I was doing this for escapism, but now I'm just abusing a poor immigrant man. Cool. Yeah. That's anyway, scary. let's get started. Wow, that's great. That's very sad. That's sad because why would you steal from a Slav? They have so little already. It was. It's also. It's also unrealistic because I don't believe that a Polish person would ever have belongings, (laughs) uh, other than like cleaning spray and a couple rags. You know, for all the time they put in a Red Dead, you would think that they would have a higher fidelity when it came to realism, but I guess not. Well, not. I they they did get this right. The Lone Shark was a German guy loaning to the Polish guy and then sending someone after him to beat him when he didn't get his money. That doesn't make any sense because actually Poland owns Germany all the time. It's why they're still <laughs> it's why they're still in the it's why they're still in the European Union because them and Hungary realized that just like your teacher saying like, "Oh, you could get expelled if if you use profanity in this classroom." That's an empty threat. And Poland continues to be in the EU despite literally electing fascists and uh, packing their judiciary with reactionaries and all that shit. Because at the end of the day, uh, if you kick Poland and their buddy Hungary out of the EU, you don't have an EU, really, post-Brexit. That's true. So uh, who has the last laugh? Poland, our perfectly flat terrain that is perfect I, to I get run say, over by mechanization. I do kind of understand Poland having a big anti-communist party. I don't really like I hate all the fascist stuff and everything, but I can kind of understand where that's coming from. No, you're right. It's it's very annoying, but understandable where they got the worst possible version of socialism, communism under the weird Marxist, Leninist, Stalinist state capitalism bullshit thing. They solidarity their way out of it. And now they're just allergic to anything on the left side of centrism. So, like, I get it. Probably don't need all that anti-Jew stuff, huh? But I <laughs> yeah, kind of get it. Yeah, they've got hundreds of years of that, so. 
Yeah, but Poland is only good because of Jewish influence. Like the Polish-Lithuanian Commonwealth. Mm, that's fair. A huge part of that. When you see Hasids in, in New York, the reason they dress the way they do is because that came out of Polish culture at a certain period of time because they were actually something close to integrated there. So this whole like anti-Semitic push in Poland is really undercutting the whole thing that like made them great, which is their early adaptation of, of democracy and multiculturalism. But anyway, no one cares about Poland or they wouldn't have got run over in World War II and every other period other than 1650. So uh, are we talking about Red Dead? Yeah, I wish they paid those people more. <laughs> All right, let's get started. First off, let's get let's get started. Take three. No, no, no let's I'm, get it. Let's now get to the I, news I'm of the actually week here. super no, ready now, for this now it's... because, like, I've been so happy. Earlier this week, Gillum gave that just beat DeSantis's ass in that debate. AOC gave a great speech earlier this week, and then I turned off the news and didn't pay attention to anything for the past like five days. So, like, great things are happening everywhere, right? Absolutely. Yeah, my man's on one. It was. It's been a real exciting week for fans of domestic terrorism. So this MAGA bomber, Caesar Sayoc, as it came cool out, guy. mailed bombs cool to, guy. I think we're up to about 10 people, essentially every major party leader in the Democratic Party, except Chuck Schumer, which is very entertaining. Uh, that rules because you know he's just like, oh, fucking Cory Booker? And not, you know, I'm from New York. I'm Robert fucking De Niro, from... but not me? I, the Onion nailed it. The Onion was great, where it was just like, yeah, he, Chuck Schumer's just happy he's never done anything to make anyone want to send him a mail bomb. Just absolutely not worth, like, demonizing the guy. Imagine being that powerful, and everyone around you gets mail bombs, and even the unhinged, living in his van, literally fucking delivering pizzas for New River Pizza and Fresh Kitchen in Fort Lauderdale, which, by the way, I've been to. My friend worked there. Mediocre pizza, great place to buy weed. And even he looked at Chuck Schumer's political effectiveness and went, there's no reason. Why, why would I bother here? <laughs> the man with a passing familiarity with reason looked at Chuck Schumer and went, I don't think this is necessary. Not really a threat, in my opinion. Let me focus on these other very threatening people, like uh, the ancient Jewish man that donates money to the party. Yes, George Soros. He deserves it. He was the first one to get the bomb, actually. Well, the thing is, if you poison yourself online, you'd be pretty convinced that George Soros is this like absolutely massive dude who's got who's pulling puppet strings everywhere. I mean, he's a billion. He's a billionaire. Agreed. Uh, donating tons of money and buying all sorts of political races, but every billionaire does that, so... There is something to it, though, that the right has managed to create a web of conspiracies that is capable of incorporating any democratic or progressive politician. But somehow Chuck Schumer isn't included in that because he's so obviously, even, even to truly insane people, he's so obviously ineffective that no one fucking cares. And yet somehow Democrats are still trying to convince themselves that he's the man for the job. Chuck, Chuck Schumer is a lot like the actual tankies and communists on the uh, internet, where it's like, once again, there's all these like 
all these like insane right wing conspiracies about how like hardcore communists like Nancy Pelosi are ready to destroy America, and every tanky is online like, this is what? Why not me? Like, it, like once again, they're just too irrelevant. So, Sayok, um, this these- guy, this guy, I can I just point out. Um, Earlier this week, me and uh, my boss, that's right, I talked to my boss. Does that make me a bad socialist? I don't yes. know. Uh, probably. I would say it's that and not reading any leftist theory and just really being an embarrassment to the cause it makes me a bad <laughs> socialist. But, you know, have your pick. Um, I just, as a little bit of an expert here, because I, I, I unironically hung out at that pizzeria this for is those who don't know rob rob is from the same place plantation yeah, like, florida alumni here i'm not joking that's where you go to buy drugs it's <laughs> I, new river P- unless it's changed they just employed a guy that i don't know if, if you read articles about this but the staff there was like hey man this guy's saying a lot of racist and sexist stuff and he lives in a van and all those bumper stickers are on his windows because he's trying to hide the fact that he lives in a van and my boss told him like he needs to park away from the pizzeria. Wait, wait, I have the exact quote up. for you if you want to hear this. Yeah, yeah, no, go ahead. So, Gergian, the general manager of New River, New River Pizza and Fresh Kitchen. Oh. By the way, that- not for nothing, not white. When did we start letting half Italian, half Filipino people you, in the white can, supremacy? As long as, where's as, the gatekeepers? Long as you're willing to, to, to par- parrot party line, the white supremacists will allow a few tokens for now. Anyway, so they're talking to the manager. Uh, and they say, so the white van he drove to deliver pizzas was covered in disturbing images, she said. Very so the, normal. So the restaurant required him to park it on the side where it could not be seen. Uh, and they, they're yeah, quoting so- her. Soccer fans with in, their the, heads cut in off. Florida, that's not going to fly. You're going to piss off a lot of local people down there if they think you're into soccer. <laughs> actually, actually, you've embarrassed yourself because uh, Fort Lauderdale Strikers, I'm not sure if they're around anymore, highly supported we have a great soccer population down there. Uh, Miami Fusion, I think, was a thing, but it nobody was. went to them. Uh, so they, they folded. doesn't help my point. But as long as I keep talking and I do it with the sort of tonality that implies <laughs> I'm talking knowledgeably, I feel like I can make yeah, my way like out I of it. I feel like I should apologize For example. Like I, I believe you that w- with what you just said. I'm not done narrating the situation. <laughs> Did you know that Lenny Altieri, age 67, the cousin of Sayoc, uh, said that he had worked for years at various adult entertainment clubs in South Florida and that he last saw Sayoc at a holiday gathering five years ago where Sayoc afterwards sent him unsolicited several racist texts? Did you know that? That's just a normal Florida family interaction, though. Yeah, I was going to say, I knew that clear. in my bone marrow <laughs> yeah. because I live in Florida. That's I, how you meet people down there. I, go, I saw oh, that and I didn't cool. even record it as odd. I just thought, yeah, no, okay. That is that is every time I go home. It's either a text. Usually they say the racist shit out loud, though. They don't wait until you leave. John, did I ever, did I ever tell you a thing about Bible camp in Florida? Oh, this is good. So uh, is that also attached to the strip clubs, or is this uh, slightly separate? Everything's attached uh, to strip clubs. It's all attached in Florida. It's like Kevin Bacon in Florida. Uh, one time, I was at Vacation Bible Camp in Ocala, which already a strong start to a sentence. <laughs> and so we're in a cabin in the middle of nowhere. There's a bunch of cabins. And 
you know, it's getting dark. It's like 8.30 and it's a, a Bible camp. So we're, that's lights out there. And so we're all in these bunk beds and kids are telling ghost stories. You know, the old like, and the claw was in the, the door of the car at Makeout Hill. And, you know, oh, the sweater, it, it my daughter's been dead for 20 years, right? And the counselor comes in and he goes, guys, I don't know if, how much of the Bible you've read. You're still young. Um, but I have to tell you, if you look at the book of Revelation, God looks down on witchcraft and, and sorcery and all this ghost talk. It's, it's not pleasing to the Lord. And we all felt really bad for a second and, and everyone shut up. And then the chaperone went, I'm going to go lay down, but you know, you can make your own decisions, but let's just make sure we're being godly. Okay. And then he walked the like five feet to his bunk and laid down again. At that point, the guy that was telling the ghost stories just started telling hanging black people jokes. And everyone, everyone around me, everyone around me just started like laughing so loud that there's no way you could sleep. Like just the most cliche, dumbass, Cletus, like hanging black people jokes. And I noticed at one point the guidance counselor himself was laughing. So he gave us like a soft pass where ghosts were unacceptable to talk about, but like extremely racist jokes at Bible camp, which is just boys being boys. So when he says, when a cousin of Sayok says that like, I don't know, I went to Thanksgiving and then he wouldn't stop sending me racist jokes. That's just the currency of Florida. Yes. I'm very glad that you too. Well, I mean, I'm not glad. I'm just glad you have the experience of Florida because I've only visited you know, for the, the standard touristy uh, crap of, like, Orlando and Disney World and the like. So I'm glad to find out some more that, tell that you know, matches the Florida Man Twitter account. Oh, that just scrapes the surface. I can't emphasize enough, just, uh, it's maybe not the place for it, but, like, I can't emphasize enough how broken Florida is. Like, nobody was there, uh... Or, or at least in, in the sort of like American Shoney's and Panera Bread sense. Nobody was there in South Florida until like 30 years ago. And everyone that's there now has no real root to it. It's a bunch of New Yorkers, Cubans, Haitians, Dominicans. It's a bunch of individual ethnic groups that feel no particular allegiance to each other. It really is like the crabs scrambling over each other thing. Like no one knows their neighbor. There's no sense of community. Even New York is detached. But at least if you say like, oh, I live in Clinton Hill. I live in the East Village. People know that that sort of connotes a certain thing. South Florida is just the Wild West with everyone standing their ground and thinking other people are out to get them. So anytime anything happens there that just like doesn't make sense, it makes sense to me. because. This is a this is a pseudo community of people that are just constantly suspiciously eyeing everybody else and thinking that they're going to get a one up on them. So Sayok thinking that like George Soros is in some way impacting his life, that is the most Florida thing that he could possibly think or feel or do. You know what would be an interesting debate is I think you consider either Fort Lauderdale, Miami to be the worst place in Florida. I consider Orlando or Celebration no, right outside of Orlando to no. be the worst place in Florida. 
bad people move there, but they move there to form a community that happens to have bad ideas. South Florida is just the wild west without any of the fun, which is what like New Orleans is. New Orleans is the wild west where it's like you could buy anything from anyone and wander anywhere and it's all just fine. And a cop would be like, uh, excuse me, sir. Are you drinking that without a straw? And you go like, oh, you caught me. And then he puts it in and you both fuck on Molly. <laughs> that happened. Yes. New, Orleans, New Orleans is an egalitarian Vegas. It, it's affordable for almost everybody. And while still horrifically racist and corrupt, the actual hedonistic side of New Orleans is pretty approachable to anybody. And that that's the thing I love about New Orleans. You, you know, you do you did make a good point about Orlando and celebration though, because at least no one moves to celebration without planning to die. Orlando's a little different. You have a whole ton of really young people who move there because they're inducted into the cult of the mouse and want to go work at Disney World for ten bucks an hour. That's <laughs> but celebration you just The center of Florida is just the most banal stretch of white suburban bullshit. That's where I'm from that I have ever encountered. The only place that's even come close is Phoenix. I'm upset by the fact that you're claiming Central Florida because, like, at least Orlando. I've had great times in Orlando, like Orlando proper. And I've had like great times in Miami. There's no reason. Yeah, but even then you knew what was up. That's true. Like, it, <laughs> that is true. Like, what do you don't even bother? Like, <laughs> come on. Are you Orlando. pretending you didn't know what was up as you drove around just a wasteland of chain restaurants and small? No, no, because oh, that's God. not true. Orlando has hipsters because it's new and it's on the up in the same way that that Winewood or Vine, whatever the fuck the Miami thing is, like that's on the up and up within Miami. Orlando, I've had a great time. Like, there's good clubs, with good music. It's diverse enough that like people find their niche. You're from Tampa. <laughs> which is like it smells like shit always there's water spouts somehow over land the strip clubs is the most famous thing about it which is like if the high point is damn i'm in a florida strip club then nothing good is going on there tampa is it should just be ugh, it's just a dog shit city so I don't like you claiming Orlando. Why do you claim Daytona too while you're at it? I'm not claiming Orlando. I'm claiming Central Florida. Tampa and Orlando have merged into one megalopolis at this point. Just one giant mega city. Again, I, that's that's charitable. I to need Tampa. you two to I need you two to is. talk about this a lot more because Tampa and Miami are the same city to me. No. That's so wrong. That's so wrong. It's no, no, no. They're totally different. They're completely different places. Tampa. The only good thing about Tampa is it has. Probably the oldest Cuban community in Ebor, baby. And all you need to know about Tampa is the best thing there is the incredibly old Cuban community, um, Cuban immigrants that came over well before Castro stuff ever happened. They essentially, they essentially founded the city. Miami is all the kulaks that came over once Castro made them stop owning slaves. Exactly. And exploiting people. Exactly. And they vote Republican until they die. Exactly. El Elian Gonzalez, etc. is what South Florida is. But Tampa, that's the one good thing about Tampa. And all you need to know is everyone else in Tampa hates the Cubans because they're racist as fuck. Most of my childhood and high school years were listening to people yell mexican slurs at cuban people over and over and over again that's tampa yeah. it's, it's hard to, to truly innovate though you know what i mean <laughs> i 
I love and a the, good The only pot. thing I look forward to when I go to Tampa is the Cuban food. It's incredible. I don't know why they put up with the rest of the city. The high school that I was supposed to go to. So when I was going to high school, it was you go to the one in your district. There's no way right. out of it. The one I was supposed to go to is the one that my grandpa went to after his parents moved him from Kentucky. The one that my dad went to. And they hadn't updated it since my grandpa had gone there. And so it was so overburdened with students that they were on something called a block schedule, which meant you either went from 7 a.m. to 1 p.m. or you went from 1 p.m. to 8 p.m. Holy so you spent shit. half the day not at school. Um, and they just try to jam everything into those few hours. So you spent half the day not at school. And my parents were terrified that I would just like come home and do drugs or something. Sorry, what are we talking about? I'm doing about? drugs. I, I checked out for a while. Let's talk about Florida education. Oh, yeah. Block scheduling, baby. Yeah, I'm cool. just explaining what that is. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. No, it's great. You get like three hours per class, which like no teacher would ever teach for a full three hours. Nope. So imagine you have like session one English with that teacher who's high all the time. Don't bother going to that one. And now you have PE after that. That's six hours of your school day that you don't have to be there for. And there's no repercussions. I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> this is why Rob and I both went to religious high schools because those were the only ones capable of teaching literacy in Florida. Eventually, eventually. And that's why to this day I'm a hardcore Islamist. Sharia law is the only thing that makes sense. <laughs> uh, it was a weird school for that area, but you know I learned a lot. Let me let me let me list Sayok's uh, many jobs because this is also very Florida. Oh, actually no, I want to circle back to the uh, the reason. By the way, he wasn't fired from that pizza delivery place. Not only did he have all these sketchy things on his van, he was forced to park it away from people so they didn't see it. But he used to harass his manager, who was a lesbian, and tell her. All sorts of evil shit about how Jesus hates her. But the reason he was kept on... Because he was like the and this best is just employee the saddest they could quote, get. Because he did his work reliably and good drivers are hard to find. <laughs> but he disturbed his co-workers with racist comments and texts. I know in your fucking liberal bubble, and like I've experienced a little bit being in New York, that seems unbelievable. Right. But to find someone that's competent at anything in Florida is a real challenge. And so I don't fault them on this one. I don't either. I just... That plus the van, it was one of those things where this was the week where you could find out who actually lives in a northeastern bubble or lived in a liberal bubble, including a lot of the alt-right folks who, in an attempt to try to distance this guy from the conservative movement, were trying to claim anyone with that many stickers on their van would have gotten pulled over by the police. It's not allowed. Oh, come on! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and Not in Florida, baby. That was just like so. You've never been to the South or Florida, then, huh? I just like to point out uh, that. Oh, fuck, did I ever finish? I don't even remember if I finished the point or not about talking to my boss about the Florida guy. No, go back to that. Okay, yeah. So I was talking to my boss about where do you think this guy's from, and he said Midwest because he couldn't synchronize his. Uh, bombs because like time zones are tough for people in the midwest <laughs> because they're always in like the eight o'clock seven central like zone and i was like that's a good theory i think he might be appalachia you know because that's sort of like homespun i got nothing to do but sit around his bombs would have worked if he was from appalachia yeah and so but i was i still believe that until i saw that and one of the bombs he took the, it was a sticker and it was the ISIS flag. And 
on the Arabic script up top, they turn the 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 Arabic script into naked ladies. Yep. And and yep. then on in the circle bit, instead of saying, you know, just Islamic State and Levant or whatever, it it said get her done. And at that oh, moment, at that point, it was, was like, like it was 100 percent Florida. Until then, I thought I, I thought uh, it was like like even yeah. money, Arizona, Texas, like any anywhere like that. It could have been. As soon as he was like quoting Larry the Cable Guy in a sticker that he clearly bought from some conservative troll website, I was like, "This man is from Tampa." <laughs> uh, so I was, close. I, I was wrong. But it's only because I was blinded by those around me. He's actually, <laughs> he's actually literally from Hollywood, Florida, five seconds from where I live. <laughs> and the horrifying thing is, there's literally tens of thousands of him. Like, like no part of his behavior in the sketch that we're getting out of the media right now is any different from dozens of people I personally oh, encounter day to day in South Florida. Took a ton of steroids, South Florida as fuck. Claims to be part of the Seminole tribe so he could work for the casino, isn't actually. All this is so Florida. Used to be used to be a stripper. Has been arrested multiple times, both for bomb threats and domestic violence. Reportedly used to be a stripper. Yeah, right, yes. Claims. The, the best part is he tells he people he used to be a stripper. <laughs> yeah. That's there's four people in my family that do that. In order to make himself look good and to give some veneer of respectability, he claimed he was a Chippendales dancer, specifically. Chippendales immediately denied that one. So he couldn't even get into the high-end strip clubs. Florida. I can tell you for a fact that Florida is not where you go for high-end male strip clubs. Because once when I was 17, my buddy who was stripping one of those clubs was like, hey, man, you should join me. I could get you in. Humble brag. If that's true, it... No, 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 no. If that's true, that's not a humble pack. <laughs> yeah, there's a real dirt. There's a real business opportunity for anyone that has a tan beyond that of a corpse, because that's was where I was at. And I guess in that context, I can see Sayok making it happen, but not at Chippendales. Sorry, I'm so did sorry, you have like buddy, a good Hulk Hogan uh, hot dog look going? I had no good look going, which is a tradition I continue to this day. Speaking of Hulk Hogan, one of the other things he claimed to be was a pro wrestler and a professional soccer player in Milan. All this is so I mean, I, pre- I know. I, I just love that. I mean, I presume everyone, ev- everyone at some point in their life was was a uh, at least amateur wrestler. In Florida, yeah. No, I I definitely for a good two years referred to myself as the little stinger. And I, I did. <laughs> I did the little stinger drop, which is like the 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 scorpion death drop, but very careful so I didn't harm other people on the playground. Anyway, I'm very lonely. Six four six. Can I just say on Sayok before we move on? Yes. There's just I, I read this article and I've been following this and there's just some like so years ago he said he would blow up Florida Power and Light, which, like, if anything, that was the direction to go in. Like, no yeah, one would, no, totally no jury agree. in Florida would convict you. I was down there for whatever that hurricane was last year, and it took like three weeks to get power back. So, FPL, good target. But he called them and said, 
if you don't restore my power, what I do will be worse than September 11th. <laughs> Which, I mean, just conceptually, how do you make that happen? And just in terms of the practical aspect, like ambition is good, but when you fail 13 pipe bombs in a row, let's set achievable goals going forward. I mean, you know do you think I mean? he even like made a practice one and set it off? Or do you think he was just like, yeah, close yeah, that's enough? That's what I don't understand. How could you fuck up 13 in a row? How can you do anything 13 times in a row without I think, an aberration? I think I'm going to be charitable here. I think a few of them were actually live in the Yeah, no, I mean, I think they were li- like, w- well, the one, the FBI has like, du- has like dis- distributed a whole bunch of like fake pipe bomb plans all over the internet because it's actually better if like the one you can find doesn't actually fucking work. But also like when you're building a bomb, you generally want to aim towards it not working over over exploding too wet easily. Yeah, I, that's look. That's giving him too much credit. Just look at this guy's face and know he's from Florida, and be like, anything this guy builds I is mean, not going to work. This guy, like you said, he's a hard worker. He wanted to get it done, but he wanted to make sure he could keep doing it. Are you saying that when it came to? pipe bombs his intention was to get her done. yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh there was one more piece here that i forgot to mention apologies so it turns out that after the 08 financial crisis he lost his house in florida yes yes i florida. wanted to bring this up i re- but but you know which bank he lost it to was it was the one run by steve mnuchin yeah of course which is it's just one of those beautiful evil Republican circles that I love. The man who drove you to be essentially homeless created the situation in which you were susceptible to being radicalized is the same man who is employed by the man that you are, by the strong man you're obsessed with. Fuck nah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like me, I'm just going to live in a white van filled with bumper stickers. I'm going to... Uh, Tell my coworkers that Jesus made a mistake when they made you gay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I, I, he gonna... would have always been racist and sexist and fucking touched in the head. But like you said, if he was comfortable, if he still owned his house, if he was getting paid a little more money, you know, he'd just be on the Internet making lies about like the about like all the years he worked at Chippendales and, you know, not mailing bombs to people. He'd just, you know be getting uh he'd be at that strip club right now he'd be happy he'd be drinking are you telling me that socialism would have enabled sayok to live a, a happy and fulfilling life yeah pretty much like i mean isn't that the ideal like yeah these people like a more like dignified people, existence people, like People will well, always have a terrible more, a more ideas. more dignified existence for Florida. I mean, yeah, like I said, he would be doing great for Florida. He'd be like, he'd be, he'd be doing fine. He'd be, he'd have a little alligator as a pet. You know, like every person in Florida does. Ooh, you actually don't feed alligators. You don't know that's not being from Florida, yeah, but that's a big ass. no-no. Why would you feed an alligator? Other than the fact that they're adorable and you can throw marshmallows and they well, catch I thought there was that there. lady who was like throwing like dead chick, like she had chickens and she just like fucking kill chickens and throw them to an alligator. And was keeping it as yeah, a, that's yeah, no. the one lady in Florida. There's just one. found the one lady. By the way, uh, as much as as much as John, I want to buy into your argument of socialism would give Sayok a great life. Uh, as persuasive as that argument <laughs> is to the mainstream, um, in, in this article, 
they quote him as saying he wants to quote take back the world uh that's what he would always say take back the world from blacks and lesbians and whatnot I'm not sure material improvement. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, he'd always have terrible ideas. But the thing is, a lot of people have really terrible ideas. The thing is, is what are they actually going to act on? When is it like this dude, if he had more, would have been like, I'm really pissed at all these lesbians or whatever. So I'm just going to go to the fucking strip club and make this chick rubber titties in my face like that. It does. Yeah, that that is an inconvenient truth that there's not a whole lot of like fairly wealthy and comfortable male bombers. Yeah, exactly. It, like this dude's life fucking sucked is what we got out of like the 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 like the backstory that we're seeing so far. Is if if it's his life was a little well, he better. He also didn't get radicalized until 2016. So it's hard to say if he was a white nationalist before that. I mean, it, I mean, it's good to good to see the power of narrative there. I mean, I people mean, also like winners. Uh, That's probably why he went the white nationalist route. Yeah, because white nationalists are winners. I got you, buddy. I mean, the last <laughs> three years. Uh... Yeah, no, objective. I mean, they're more successful than any campaign staffer for Hillary, Teresa May, or uh, Elizabeth Warren. So I. It, it's, it's true. Just think. That's just a real think, bummer. Just think, like, if his life was better, maybe he would have looked at Elizabeth Warren as like a as like a, a from a very different background, but with a a bit of the like a nice shared history they both wish they were you know indian full stop he would have voted for somebody who was all about destroying the banks no one gets their house taken away from them by a bank and isn't all about getting some banker blood well except for this guy and everyone around Yeah, but i mean if elizabeth warren played her cards right and let's say elizabeth warren came out and was just like it just spent like the last four years just screaming fuck banks at every opportunity like you're thinking this like like bernie sanders like could you see a world where like bernie sanders was running in 2016 and this guy was like oh fuck (laughs) like yeah fuck steve munchen's bank agreed all right let's move on uh so sayok wasn't the only one setting off bombs this week in florida hell yeah get andrew gillum crushed did you prep that transition because i don't know what's worse yes i did all right well at least you've owned it gillum and desantis debated this week and gillum dropped an incredible bomb on him but before that i do want to talk about one other quick thing desantis said desantis for those who don't know is an incredibly racist creature from the internet who has somehow wormed his way into the Republican primary. Oh, somehow. Uh, I wonder how that Somehow, happened. excuse me, sorry. Was actively encouraged and recruited to run as a Republican it's because he is so racist. Like, And he was, he was asked this question by Jake Tapper, who is the moderator, about whether he thought Donald Trump was a good role model for the children of Florida. And his answer is just... All over the place. Let me read this to you. Well, Jake, my wife and I were poking a little fun at ourselves. My wife, uh, Borat, <laughs> 2006. Poking a little fun at ourselves because of the way the campaign was going. And I'm proud of my family, though. I don't actually read the art of the deal to my son, Mason. He's a great kid, and he smiles at anything. But that's not necessarily his cup of tea. He's referencing a political ad that he did where he and his children build the little mini wall. He continues, here's what I know. I was very passionate about moving our American embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. Andrew opposed that. 
a couple very, months ago, he said it was very a normal for a Florida governor candidate to be concerned about international affairs. Very normal. We shouldn't recognize Jerusalem as Israel's capital. This is what he's saying. Andrew said every president for 25 years has promised that on campaign trail once in office, they didn't do it. Donald Trump promised it and he followed through with it. So to me, when you give your word and you follow through it as an elected official, that's the model we're supposed to do. He was right to move the embassy of Jerusalem. I was there for a historic event. I know Andrew didn't support that and doesn't think that's right. But to me, that was true leadership. Imagine a better world. Imagine a better world where DeSantis, like, the only thing he was doing was, like, running, like, six car dealerships. That's, like, the that's a, such a better world than this one. Any other thoughts on his beautiful word salad there? Uh, I want to avoid talking about Israel as much as possible. Uh, so let's just move on. I just appreciated the, is he a role model? Yes, because he moved an embassy. Great. So DeSantis continued to trip over. I love it when people fucking move embassies. That's the most alpha thing possible. I remember when I was a kid and I was at the seventh grade dance, I didn't know what to do. They played Water Runs Dry by Boys to Men. I went into the bathroom and I pretended I had to take a shit because I didn't know how to ask a girl to dance. But then I had one of the older kids, eighth grade, come to me. And he knocked on the stall and he said, you really taking a shit? And I said, no, I'm, I'm not really taking a shit. I'm just nervous. And he said, you know what's alpha? Go out there and you walk over the first girl that you like and you say, I'm going to move the embassy in Israel. <laughs> and I'll be honest, I finger blasted two girls that night. Ron DeSantis. <laughs> uh, so DeSantis spent most of the evening doing what he does best, which is tripping over his own dick every time someone asks him a question in front of a camera. But at one point, they were talking about a donor DeSantis had who had used a slur to reference President Obama and how DeSantis refused. Well, I wonder what the slur was. Oh. He, how he dropped we, how the N-word we ever guess? to reference Obama. And neat. He called Obama a neat. A, <laughs> a, a Japanese otaku who doesn't want to <laughs> get out there and be part of society. Which, honestly, that's the reason I voted for him in 2016. I was very... Like, oh, 2016, nope. huh? A retake? That's the reason I vote. No, I actually did a write-in for Neat Obama. <laughs> I wrote N-E-E-T Obama. I want Obama to discover anime and then continue being my president. <laughs> then maybe I can get a new tennis sequel. Y'all know what I'm saying? <laughs> DeSantis had a donor who used the N-word to describe Obama. And when asked to return the money, DeSantis refused to uh, and claimed he didn't know anything about that. He doesn't know who in his donors aligns himself with what. That's not his problem. So Gillum drops this a little bit of truth after that. Uh, here's the exact quote. My grandmother used to say, a hit dog will holler. And it hollered through this room. I'm not calling Mr. DeSantis a racist. I'm simply saying the racists believe he's a racist. You know what's great about that? Like, I watched that debate, and Gillum was throwing some real tactical homespun wisdom out there. Like, there was a lot of talk about his grandma and folksy sayings and all that, and it was nicely triangulated so that no racist white person would find it appealing, but everyone else probably would. That's why he's got about a 50-50 chance. Yeah, no, like, like good, good for him. Like, he really leaned into, and this is what I wish people on the left would do more, like, lean into who your demographics and supporters are. Like, 
he could not have been more anti-white racist if he literally did well if he was like opening statement uh washcloths my grandma told me are better than the shower balls that you put the body wash into anyway uh, i'm done (laughs) (laughs) if gillum wins by the way so he'd be the first black governor of florida He'd also be the first Democratic governor since 1999. Uh, I had to look that up because I couldn't remember growing up who was the last Democratic governor. I remembered Lawton Childs, who Lawton Childs, baby, yeah. technically was alive so, in so office. So, what former Republican was the last Democratic governor of Florida? Lawton Childs. Lawton Childs was actually he not wasn't terrible for a Democrat for his time. When you consider that, like it was. Clinton era super predator third way bullshit like yeah. he, he was he was all right. Oh, I mean he actually did stuff to improve prenatal care, um, healthcare for children, stuff like that. He, Chips he supported like he, he was all right. He he pushed a bunch of funding for uh, schools to be built throughout the state as well. That there's some actual decent shit in there. He also died in office, so that didn't go great. When I say he supported Chips, I mean he supported the TV series from. Uh, 1977 to 1983, uh, <laughs> featuring Eric Estrada, and that was that pulled a lot of people in and was able to put them over the top in Florida. By the way, fun thing I realized when I was doing the research on past Florida governors is you can <sighs> you can you can target the precise moment which the parties flipped as far as how they approach race because it's Democratic governors all the way. Until 66. And I, I wonder what happened around Impossible that time. To know. Impossible to know. Who, who knows? And that's when it started. You actually started getting Republicans in and it started going back and forth. And then since Jeb won in 99, it's just been straight Republican since. So since I, I, I grew up in Florida, I'm 32. I don't remember anyone other than Lawton Childs as Democratic governor. And that is a vague recollection from childhood. It's been Republican the whole way through. So this would be this would be a pretty big deal if Gillum won. All right, we're gonna move along because we're purely a Florida and Chinese politics show at this point. Thank uh, we're you. gonna talk about. There's two things I love: <laughs> fucking President Xi and playing bass in my aunt's vaguely racist bluegrass band. <laughs> uh, so. Midway through the week, New York Times dropped this article that Trump is, and this is going to surprise everyone, just horrifically incompetent with phones. And he has three phones, two of which have been cleared by the NSA, and one of which is a normal phone with nothing on it, so it's very easy to eavesdrop on. Guess which one he's using all the time. And there is a bunch of amazing quotes from this. And essentially, uh, the reason, by the way, why he's keeping his personal phone Uh, is because unlike his other two phones, he can store his contacts in it, which is just adorably old man and pathetic. Hey, Anna Wintour, Anna Wintour, I'm the president now, so... (laughs) You don't even need to continue. Just stop there. (laughs) But the other part of this that was great is, so he's using a personal phone. It's getting hacked constantly. The Chinese and Russians are the ones who are routinely eavesdropping on the calls. Sad for them, huh? Really tragic. So a few fun pieces of that. One, the all all of the staffers are just hoping he refrains from discussing classified information when he's using oh, I'm sure. them. Absolutely. Uh, the other part that I loved was 
They had further confidence he was not spilling secrets because he rarely digs into the details of the intelligence he has shown and is not well-versed in the operational specifics of military covert activities. He's too fucking dumb to give away state secrets on this the phone. This is not typically how security by obscurity works, but hey. Uh... <laughs> he, he had a meeting with uh, Ben Salman. Where him and MBS are, are sitting in the chairs, you know, the same place where Macron and everyone else is sat. And he brings out what is clearly a slide from his morning briefing that's like trade deals with Saudi Arabia. Do you know yeah, what I'm talking about? Yeah. The one where he's just yeah, holding yeah. it up and. Fly. Yeah. And, and he's just like, there's like 10 different just pictures of things that they. So, so he shows them, he shows them his shitty like briefing. He holds it up and points to it, <laughs> and he just he just reads verbatim while MBS has to sit there. Like, look at the YouTube video; it's incredible. Because every other Western leader, like member of NATO, has to be like, mm, "This guy is not a dipshit." But MBS just looks like. In my entire life, I've never experienced anything more excruciating than this guy reading <laughs> 10, 10 figures off of a printout at 100 DPI from a, a Canon desk Well, that's because jet. MBS is having all those relatives killed. Like, have you ever looked at the House of Saud? It is all people like Trump. Yeah, but that's that's what's so indicting is, is MBS looks at Trump, and even amongst all the fail sons in his great royal lineage, goes like, this guy's excruciating. <laughs> So, but all that's to just say that, like, when he talks on the cell phone, unless he's going, hey, let me explain to you a, 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 a visual representation of our, our trade with the Souths that uh, I saw earlier today, which he's not saying. There's really no worry there other than, you know, the Chinese finding out that he doesn't like the makeup job on Morning Joe. It makes people's cheeks look fat. So that is the Chinese are using this more than the Russians are. And the Chinese focus is on identifying who he listens to and then trying to get people in those in the orbits of those trusted advisors. And mm, I'm going to go ahead and say anyone in any orbit is who he listens well, to. Well, actually, first. the main two is Steve Wynn, the casino owner, and a guy, cool. and a guy who works for BlackRock. Oh, um, fantastic. Which is, which is a massive investment group, in case you didn't know. They're, they are easily one of the most evil companies on Wall Street. Literally positioned above Zuccotti Park, formerly Liberty Square, where Occupy took place, and uh, also where Occupy died. So there's some poor Chinese intelligence operative that got like straight A's his entire life, beat out so many people, got into intelligence, got into SIGINT, and now his job is to listen to Donald Trump complain about what MSNBC hosts look fat. Which, while we're on the topic, Chuck Todd. <laughs> uh, I I did actually like the discussion of how the Chinese use influence, the way they use it to essentially corrupt people to their views. Which damn, is, what's that called? Where you influence people to your political views? Anyway, I, I'm a Democrat, so I don't I don't know what that's called. But you know, so they do it by just positioning arguments. Um, from trusted advisors or people in your orbit and you hear them enough that eventually you start to agree with them and take them on. So usually this is what most 
most signal most intelligence human intelligence does this around the world this is a pretty common practice but the chinese now know exactly who he is talking to so it's much easier and when they asked steve Wynn, for instance or the guy at blackrock they both basically went we're happy to listen to arguments from from any of our trusted advisors or investors <laughs> just essentially signaling to the chinese if you pay me enough we don't even have to go through the charade i'll just say the thing if Steve Wynn is secretly a, a People's Republic of China operative, that makes me like Steve Wynn. I, I nothing, wish. nothing prior has made me like Steve Wynn, but if he's on like President Xi's speed dial, like, hey, uh, go ahead and put in a good word about the nine dash line, that rules. And if it works, that rules even more because we deserve everything we get. Usually it just means they send a lot of Chinese friendly business people around them to make this arguments that they want to filter up. And the reason that China is doing this and Russia doesn't seem to care, here's the quote, Russia is not believed to be running as sophisticated an influence effort as China because of Mr. Trump's apparent affinity for President Putin. No further questions. Uh, no need on. to comment on that one at all. That's just a small aside in a New York Times article. Uh, the Russians don't feel the need to do real intelligence anymore because they've gotten in. I mean, it's the first time in literally... Uh... 80 years so that's been the case but there's no reason to investigate the change of course so this article came out trump of course in his usual fashion had to respond and tweeted on his personal iphone that i only use government phones and have only seldom used government cell phone story is so wrong this was after calling the new york times a long saying they were a long and boring article which i mean that part i agree with <laughs> when you're right yeah, you're I've right read maggie haberman yeah, we've all heard of Maggie Haberman, unfortunately. Increasingly isolated. The Chinese response to this was my favorite, where they turned around um, and when asked about it, first, they called it fake news. Then uh, one of the ministers, one of the Chinese ministers said, I feel that there are those in America who are working all out to win the Oscar for best screenplay. And then lastly suggested, if he's worried about his iPhone security, he should switch to Huawei which is a massive phone company that has been shut down by a lot of both internal uh, government agencies and corporations in America because of security concerns. Dude, that's so that's so crazy because like the fact that China is personally intervening to try to prevent Bradley Cooper from getting the Oscar for best supporting actor is <laughs> fucked up. I mean, it up. is a really good and point. The fact though, that we're taking like, it lying if down. If you're going to write a like a Hollywood screenplay at this point, you do have to include random like Chinese random like cuts to Chinese things to so that it plays really well over there. I mean, they're doing that in like every movie now and have been for like the past like 5-10 years. It's 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 actually like a really smart bit. <laughs> I just appreciate me, the Chinese dunking on us once again. Tell me more about your opinions on The Last Jedi. <laughs> I was going to go with uh, the, the, uh, the, uh, the, the Stranded on Mars movie where, <laughs> where they just cut into like the random like the Chinese uh, space agency just has to help them uh, shoot rockets into space because they're not very good at it. I mean, all this checks out. This is just verisimilitude. I'm sorry you didn't go to art school, but that's a very important word that I'm not going to explain. It makes <laughs> movies good. Uh, how about vaccines, huh? Vaccines. Daily Beast had an article this week talking about how a lot of the Republican governors are starting to actively promote anti-vaxxer positions. Cool, cool. This so is we've good. got in Oregon, Dr. Newt Bueller, yes, a physician, 
Uh, in Connecticut, Bob Stefanowski. And in Oklahoma, Kevin Stitt. I mean, there are a lot luckily, of questions we should be asking. Luckily, only one of those... Luckily, only one of those is leading right now. So, likely, Oregon and Connecticut, they'll both lose. Kevin Stitt, definitely going to win the governor race. And he said in February that he believes in choice. And we've got six children, and we don't vaccinate. We don't do vaccinations on all of our children. Yeah, apparently don't uh, fucking believe in choice if enough. If you want two kids to grow up to be really good and healthy, then, yeah, like this, this is smart. He continues. So, we definitely pick and choose which ones we're going to do. It's got to be up to the parents. We can never mandate that. I think there's legislation right now that are trying to mandate that to go to public schools, it's absolutely wrong. My wife was homeschooled. I went to public schools. Our kids go to Christian school. And that's back to a parent's choice. Is there something going on where all the Republicans are trying to imitate the word salad style of Trump? Or are word salad Republicans the ones who are popular right now? Oh, definitely. Like, that's definitely what's popular is you don't want to actually like make a strong coherent point you just kind of want to ramble on like like i I mean what i'm doing right now that's just some good quality this is this is like you're not quite sure how you're going to get to the point you were trying to make at the end but you're just going to keep talking and then uh, maybe you'll get there maybe you're not maybe you'll just kind of trail off and hope someone else picks it up but then that doesn't happen and so (laughs) The the interesting bit with this was that there was actually some research done in 2016, and it was the first time you could see a partisan bias for anti-vaccines, or for anti-vaxxers in general. Before that, it was largely split between the crazy people all over the spectrum, right? Regardless of if they were Democrat, Republican, or Green well, Party. It's mostly wealthy, although, wealthier honest, white women. The entire Green Party is anti-vax. It's mostly... That's how it started, but Trump popularized it and pushed it so consistently that now it is strongly associated with republican identity awesome i like that we were able to come to a bipartisan agreement on insane conspiracy theories based on nothing more than a thing you worry about as a parent it's definitely a good thing it it makes sense for the republicans to pick it up though they're already a death cult this is one more method for which they can murder us all and a little bit of added cruelty in here that it's mostly going to affect children. So the, it seems on brand. Oh, no, it's it's perfectly yeah, on the, brand. It was it was kind of shocking that there was an anti-science position that good that Republicans had no, no cachet with. Yeah, anti-science is really your bread and butter on the right because, uh, like, I remember reading the, the article, is it Daily Beast, I think, about this. And they said that there, there appears to be no limit to conservatives' denial of the scientific method, rational truth, and objective reality. And, like, that part struck me because, yeah, that all those things suck if you're a conservative. Like, <laughs> you don't ever want to check facts because they're going to disagree with you. So why not just randomly assume that things you don't understand are hostile to you? Well, that feels easy enough. Yeah, no, that's it. Like, uh, it's just, it's just, it's just, I think everyone has just been like, oh my God, fucking anti-vaxxer assholes for the past, for the past, like, 15 years at this point. Like, as it's just grown and just spread all over the internet and you just see, like, all these, like, just fucking idiots, like, saying, oh no, like, there's mercury in them and it's just going to give your kid, give your kids autism and autism is, like, the absolute scariest thing for a white woman with a kid. 
Yeah, not not like on the left where white women say that Mercury is going to fuck you up because it's going to put you in retrograde and make your goals less achievable. Yeah, <laughs> they were very different, us and them. It, I, that was sort of the point is it is starting to change where those people still exist on the left. But now everyone in the normal conservative space obsessed with conspiracy theories has found a new one that Trump is promoting to latch on to. And so now they're incorporating it into their lives. So we can thank him for popularizing anti-vaxxing, anti-vaxxer bullshit with the entire party. I'd like to, by the way, clear the way. Everyone step back a little bit because I'm about to do a really narrow cast riff. Here we go. Here we go. I'm about, uh, I, I kind of agree. Uh, I'm starting to come around to the right wing way of looking at this because even though every scientist says there's literally no correlation or causation between the MMR vaccine and autism. Uh, my mom got me the MMR vaccine and I haven't increased my MMR in Dota 2 in several years. So <laughs> there's a data point for you. And that's the narrow cast bit. <sighs> What does MMR even stand for in all of these games that you use to track? It's like on? it's like ELO. So it just it means nothing. It, it means multi. It's something multi rating. It's, uh, it's yeah. They use it in soccer. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't time. It's to science. None of us Dota get it. You. I only have. I only have time to bullshit about dumb articles that depress everyone who listens to them and contributes very little to the overall global good. That's what I have time for. MMR. No. Playing games that are based on MMR and bring me closer to death? Yes. ELO? No. These are the facts about me. God bless America. Matchmaking rating. Anyone else have extremely niche references they want to make <laughs> over here? Well, I've been Boy, watching some new uh, things got, on Frontal, and I, I could really talk about like some of the new anime. It's the new it's a new season. We're like four weeks in. I could talk about some new shows that have coming out. Uh uh, uh, I hate to do this, uh, Chuck, but I'm going to call you on that. Um, what are the new things happening? <laughs> okay, I've actually cause... been watching one. Uh, it's about it's it's uh, anime about. Well, I should hope so. You yeah, just no, said it's, you it's were about uh, a. This is Crossfire 2018, and I'm Bob Novak interrogating whether or not you've watched enough. So, so anime. the so Continue. the basic the basic of the show is called uh, Reincarnated as a Slime. And the first episode involves this like mid thirties year old like pathetic loser virgin uh, dying in a random knife attack. Uh, and then, uh, as he's like stroking out some like heavenly computer voice, uh, hears his pleas and turns him into a uh, slime in a in a fantasy MMO type world. So this is the incel dream. Though. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Like, like the thing is, is like there's tons of anime over the last decade that are about like living inside an MMO because. Like, that's how far anime has fallen, where, like, the best dream you can have is living inside the video game you're using as escapism, instead of just, like, going and living in a fantasy world. I'd just like to point out, you unironically explained, and more passionately than I, I've ever heard you before, uh, the, the plot to an anime where you become a slime, and yet you have the temerity to judge twice for doing Aegyo, I call bullshit, <laughs> sir. Well, I just didn't know the words no, a word no for it. I knew about I know about idol culture because it's like the most repulsive thing on the planet. But I didn't 
I, uh. Uh, I, idol culture. Uh, che Young, <laughs> do better. Anyway, I was watching this anime where a guy becomes a slime in an MMO. I mean, although as we, as you had brought this up earlier, it did inspire me to watch another anime that had just come out. It's, I, it's, oh, I can only apologize. Oh, this, for this that. one, this one is <laughs> is absolutely terrible. I'm not sure just how much more I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch all of it. Uh, it's about a, uh, it's about a girl who really wants to become an idol. And she, like, is getting ready to go to school. She walks out of school, gets hit by a bus, dies, and gets reincarnated as a, or rebrought back as a zombie by some lunatic who's taken a bunch of, like, female corpses and is going to turn them into an idol group of zombies. No, no, keep going. I want you to get okay, to the bathroom. Okay, uh, so... Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty done with this Yeah, one. so far, I'm very yeah, so on board. It, 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 like... I, I've watched. I've that's watched. That's actually the. That's literally the music video for Twice's Ooh Ah. Yeah, I, I mean, say, you just described a Twice music. You described video. a real thing that catapulted someone to massive. So success. I watched the first episode, and that and basically the setup was most of that. And they did they did a a death metal show, and they mo- the guy just mostly played rock music in the background, and they started head banging, and it didn't really make any sense, and screaming yeah, randomly. More into this. Uh, and then the second episode, uh, this one got a little cringy as, like, all the other girls woke up, and it wasn't just, like, the main girl being all freaked out about being a zombie, and it was now all of them, and they all had their, they all fit the idle niche, like, one was the, one was the shy loner, and one's the, like, the, the little, like, eight-year-old girl, and, you know, the, the normal stuff, and in this one, they ended up, uh, some of them ended up escaping, and, uh, in the real world, they just see them as horrible zombies and not, like, uh, hot anime chicks. So, uh, a cop shoots Lun in the throat, and that scares her, and she goes back. And, but while they were out, they ran into, uh, some freestyle rappers. So, at this one, they do another show, and they end up freestyle rapping for some reason. I'm not quite sure how it got to that point. Uh, but, yeah, their flow was tight. Continue. Yeah, I've, I'll have to let you know. I think, what is this uh, called? Oh, gosh, I'll, I'd have to look up the I'm name. I'm going to cut all, everything other than this out. <laughs> Same. Yeah, just, this is all the people want to know. Just me. Just, we should just turn this into an anime show. Just a 37-year-old guy just, like, browsing Crunchyroll going, huh, I wonder what the hell this There's shit is. There's nobody that browses Crunchyroll that does not meet that demographic. Yep. That's... There's meetings at Crunchyroll where they go like, mm, "How can we strengthen this demo?" Because because for me it's like as as growing up, like I was a I'm a I'm a horrible nerd. I fully admit this. In college, I had VHS tapes, and if you wanted to watch anime, you had to you had to choose. You had to buy subs or dubs. It was tough. It was expensive. DVDs came out, made things a little better. But uh, no, then like Crunchyroll came out. Or I heard about this and was like, I, I, I want to buy an account just to support this. I'm not even going to watch that much. And that was a lie. I started watching a bunch. So, I like how, I like how like, your version of sending $10 to Beto's campaign in Texas is to subscribe to Crunchyroll, <laughs> whether or not you watch it. You know, I don't personally need to see Goku and Gohan merge to defeat Trunks, but I want to support the younger generation that haven't seen it yet. God bless America. I just, I just, I just like the opportunity. His, his version, his version of a sous vide of like the next generation level of amazing device that makes his hobby that much better is, is fucking streaming anime. <laughs> it's it honestly is a game changer. It really is. Like, people don't understand how good that... Like, these shows are, are, are airing in Japan, like, 
freaking like three days ago, and they're already like subtitled in the U.S. It's amazing. Yeah, that's wow. how I feel Truly, about Suvid. Game changer. A- Total game anything changer. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. <laughs> this is a much better note to end on. Yeah, we can go back to some other bits. I can talk about some great anime I've seen over the past few years, like Assassination Classroom. Go off. <laughs> yeah, no, go off. Just describe. All right, I'll give me. you. I'll give you Assassination at, at, Classroom. At every, this at one's every great, juncture, and you may actually. No, no, wait, wait. At every juncture, I want you to explain to me how that's less cringeworthy and, and more artistically valid than twice on Idol Room doing Eggyo. Begin now. <laughs> <laughs> all right let me just give you assassination classroom because this one's actually great so now, yeah, yeah no, please so, do we're all so waiting it's, <laughs> it's this terrible like cthulhu like monster blows up most of the moon and this doesn't cause any problems for whatever reason and he sounds sounds lame he goes, uh he Dayan has a really good gashina dance threatens to blow up the planet see. Unless uh, he's given a classroom full of students at the school, but they have to be like the worst students who are all treated like shit because the show is actually an allegory about like the Japanese school system and a bunch of stuff like that. I don't know what that but, means. But anyway, books, so he's this unstoppable tentacle demon thing, and the class has to assassinate him before the end of the year, or else he's going to kill, like, destroy all life on planet. And it's just a great, heartwarming, touching show. That's really fascinating. It's great. I recommend everyone watch it. Is there tentacle sex? No, I think. You you paused for a while I on to, that one. I had to run it, run it through. But now I'm pretty sure no. I like how you weren't sure if you would have remembered that. <laughs> I mean, you, I mean, you just gotta. It's 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 kind of like voting for Democrats. You, you gotta just like forget about some stuff. When you watch anime, you get tentacle porn. When you vote for Democrats, you get corporatists who takes Wall Street money. I, I totally follow. Yeah, I don't know. One time, Da Yun was in Switzerland, and she said bonjourl, because she doesn't say ours right. So <laughs> t- to me, that was pretty cool. This bit about a tentacle taking over a classroom uh, pff, sounds lame. but uh, it's, it's, it's really good. It's really fantastic. Uh, he's, he's a... He's a he's a wonderful teacher. He, he really wants to help those kids. It's a male tentacle. Oh yeah, no, he's very he's very he's very much a male. Wait, he wants to help. Is this like Gangsta's Paradise, but with yes? T- oh no, no, it's very much like <laughs> I gotta reach these yes, kids it somehow. Well, your tentacle. His mission is to give these kids the confidence because he knows they already can do it. He just needs to teach them, like just how to accomplish all their goals and how to become good assassins it's because it, he's desperately wants to teach them the the skills and knowledge they'll need to kill him yeah so uh thanks for joining it, us on the chinese and florida politics plus anime podcast don't tell don't characterize the the, the <laughs> podcast well we gotta we gotta like get all those tags in just in the right way to really nah, make sure people death of the author death of the author baby this means whatever. <laughs> There's probably some 11-year-old kid somewhere that's like, man, I don't know how I have the strength to go on. And they heard that great bit about the tentacle that was really good at tutoring kids in math. And now they're going on. And I don't want to rob that experience from that kid. And neither do you. I would hope. I would hope no, unless I there's something I don't know about you. I want to have access to cheap, great streaming to be able to watch it. Yeah. And so uh, in conclusion, feel free to skip this part, but uh, Crunchyroll.com, Crunchyroll, stream your yeah, favorite you, anime. Uh, uh, new releases. Use our promo code. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure what that is yet. We'll, we'll edit this in. Promo code WTF 
uh, for the, the the best deals, twenty percent off promo code all promo code five thirty nine. We believe in incrementalism. That's that's a good name. That is, that is really a good. good. Name. That is. All right, guys. I'm gonna eat my food. God bless.